Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Today in history, in 1799, the Rosetta Stone, a tablet with hieroglyphic translations into Greek, is found in Egypt. Good, good job. Good job, guys. Welcome to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say, well, what the fuck history. I am your chaotic neutral host, Zachary, and I am so surprised that this is the first time we've ever given an alignment to anyone on this podcast. That's true. Um, I, we'll return to that in a moment. My name is Megan, and honk if you'd rather be watching Brendan Fraser and The Mummy. Honk. And I'm Matt. Honk. <laughs> Today I learned that John Steinbeck spent two months rewriting of Mice and Men because his dog ate the original copy. Um, Steinbeck wrote to a publication that was meant to do a review of the book, and he said, Minor tragedy stalked. I don't know whether I told you, my setter pup left alone one night made confetti of about half my book. Two months' work to do over again. It sets me back. <laughs> there months. was no other draft. Oh I my love... god! See, this is the importance of multiple multiple saves. Well, spaces. it's also like it's Steinbeck literally saying, "I'm sorry, my dog ate my homework." My dog ate my homework. <laughs> I did love though that yeah. another part of this quote says, um, "I didn't want to ruin a good dog for a manuscript I'm not sure is good at all." So he only got an ordinary spanking. <laughs> ordinary spanking how do you spank a dog typically you should spanking denotes the butt yeah i mean like yeah don't don't spank your dog don't hit your dog don't hit your dog don't hit your dog don't hit your children yeah don't (laughs) don't hit your dog but also i now have the image of steinbeck spanking his dog on the butt and they have such exposed (laughs) he says um an ordinary spanking with his punishment fly swatter oh wow that's so like that's not great i I yeah but i also think that it's steinbeck so it's true probably like just a little tap maybe i don't know either way gentle tap on the ass what I'm saying is don't spank your kids. Don't, don't spank, spank your dogs. Your kids, don't spank your dogs. Spank your lovers only if it's consensual. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Man, full palm to the exposed butthole. Not a great Okay, Megan, you don't spank, spank, spank someone in the butthole. I'm talking about the dogs. Megan, most dogs have tails dogs. that get in the way of the butthole. Some dogs don't. My we, dog specifically dog... does not have... A tail yeah, covering so the butthole, but like his was a setter, yeah, which that's, definitely okay. had a tail. So Steinbeck was the definitely not fly swatting his dog's butthole. <laughs> the jury's still all right, out, kids. But, before um, we go I... down this trail any further, <laughs> our strikes rabbit hole of buttholes. Yeah, our strikes have been set to zero, and a game of Rocky Papery Scissors has been played. And the order for tonight is Megan, followed by me, followed by the god pharaoh himself, Zachary. It's been a while since we've used your full honorific there. Yeah, I mean, I was starting to forget that, uh, I was starting to think... That the god pharaoh was part of it? Well, no, 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 I was starting to think that people were forgetting that I was the god pharaoh, and I was trying... No, that guy on Twitter just called you Zachary. No, I I know. That's someone, true. Someone he on did. Twitter called me Zachary, but they didn't call me the God Pharaoh Zachary. This is true. And he didn't use the full true. honorific, and it's been a while since we've reminded Megan that her uh, her honorific is the Abyssal Princess. What I'm saying though is mm. that since you know, if it weren't for you giving me the honorific today, as is necessary, I would have been sending plagues. So you just uh, saved everybody. <laughs> That's what I'm has, getting at. Yeah, it's. It's probably like a good half year, uh, or three. No, it's three months 
uh, where we have to remind Zack that he is a god pharaoh before he'll, like, set out Locust just to be like, remember, folks. You know. But anyways. Do you uh, want ants? This is how you get ants. (laughs) Do you want locusts? This is how you get locusts. This is how you do Uh, it. Megan, feel Um, free to start your story with your note titles. Yeah. um, My my note titles uh, are... So I I was going in between two for this Uh one. Um. It's Shark Boy turned Lord Mayor or Shark Boy and Lord Mayor. What about Shark Bait? Um, ooh, ooh, ah. Sort of. Yeah. I could do that one as well. That's really terrible considering um, the story I'm about to tell you. <laughs> uh, Shark Boy and Lava Mayor? <laughs> Lava Mayor, Shark Boy and Lava Mayor. Uh, so that's the name of my story, Shark Boy and Lava Mayor. Um, so sometimes uh, there's like a single event that really makes a person's life because like otherwise they'd be pretty boring. Like you wouldn't care about that yeah. person in the past unless this one For thing sure. happened. That moment was the right. birth of the known universe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. For Zach, it was just like the Big yeah. Bang. Uh, so, like, this event, right, can be tragic, but it really catapults their boring existence into yeah, yeah, fame. Yeah, Like um, Bruce Wayne's so good parents dying, catapulting him into Batmanhood. Yeah. Or the or, yeah. or someone else's parents dying in comic books. You know, like, every... Or, like, every, <laughs> yeah, every time like, someone dies just... in a comic book leading to a superhero origin story. Same thing as, like, you know, a Disney yeah, princess. exactly. It's the same origin story. <laughs> Absolutely. Any YA novel that you pick Any up. Any book, really. really. Any book that you decide to just get your little fingies Anytime on. Anytime anyone um. who writes an, uh, a work <laughs> of fiction just decides that the only way for a backstory is a little sprinkle of trauma. Mm. A little, little, little you dash, all need, you, you all need trauma to jumpstart your story. <sighs> it's true. And this is trauma really jumpstarted Sir Brooke Watson's <laughs> story. Um sir he was knighted please he was made a baronet at one point Um, i remember when i was just like a little i i mean i've always been a baritone (laughs) baritone i have not fuck stop he that's the sound guys i apologize but zach and i are once again back on our adhd bullshit so That's fine. So I'm going to try to speed run my story, sort of get as much information out there as Before possible. Before Zach and I throw a monkey wrench <laughs> in the works. Yeah, dude. Um, so this is pretty much what happened to Sir Brooke Watson. He was a British merchant, soldier, and later Lord Mayor of London. Uh, oh. Uh, Watson was I an only was child born. I thought he was the Lord Mayor born. of Lava, as per your um, notes. Well, Lava's the other name for Got London it. when the apocalypse comes. Mm. So can't, can't wait to visit please. Lava. I was saving. <laughs> can't wait to visit Lava Town. <laughs> uh, Watson was the only child um, uh, uh, of his tragically deceased parents. Oh my God. Uh, well, you know, like most kids before medicine, he was or- orphaned pretty yeah. early on. Um, and he was sent to live with his aunt and uncle Belair. in Boston, Massachusetts. Oh. Uh, this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. Matt, and that's as much as I can sing of that before we get DMCA yeah. See, Well, I was going to say is the wrong thing is because you they got sent to Boston. So it's... Yeah. Boston. This is all about uh, how my life got flipped, turned upside down, kid. I like sit down, yeah, kid. Listen, listen here, kid. Listen here. I'll tell you how yeah. it became the fri- fresh prince of a place called fucking Beantown. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Beantown. So he was sent to Boston, Mass. Boston. Boston. Um, his his uncle was a merchant who traded in the West Indies. So from a young age, Watson liked the idea of the sea and sailing. So his uncle seeing this interest was like a real fan of child labor <laughs> and signed him up to be a crew member on one of his merchant ships. He's just like, I'm going to going to learn this orphan. How I to love sail. that. We're just like mm, um, old timey laws say you can be a fan of child labor, <laughs> but who old timey laws. There are not a fan of child labor. You're right. It's such I don't cheap, know. I think... cheap labor. <laughs> I know they're just like so small and they have no right. They have such tiny hands that can put together all of the little clock pieces. Oh, he got his hand caught in a gear. 
Or they can at least get all oh, the no. Pringles at the bottom Useless. of the fucking can. <laughs> the Pringles can. So as a 14-year-old working full-time in a, on a Pringles ship, <laughs> uh, Watson liked to play around. And while he was swimming alone in the Havana Harbor in Cuba, he was attacked by that a shark. That is terrible. And as, as so often happens. Yep. Terrifying. As so often I, happens off the coast of yes, Cuba. Yes, I do want to pause your story for two seconds just to interject with the fact that I also got my first job at 14, so I see nothing wrong with this problem. So I, so we can talk about this later, <laughs> but uh, not working at 14 is another hill I will die on. Um, <laughs> I just don't, I don't Fair enough. It. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get so, back to shark attack. Do-do-do. Shark attack. Baby shark. Okay. No. Baby shark attack. I'm giving Zach yeah, a strike so. for starting that, and I'm giving Megan half mm. of one for like mm. going along with it I'll for take, even I'll... half a second there. <laughs> I will take half a strike because it's not. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the one, the only way we can get Megan is we to just give her have to keep strikes. giving her half strikes. Yeah, increments. <laughs> so the shark was like, "Man, that's some good." boy child meat i want more of that and he attacked twice uh and it stripped the flesh from his right le- uh leg and then he it ate the foot oh they ate the whole, the whole foot thing. one of his feet yeah the, the whole, whole foot the whole ding dang uh, foot yeah the whole yeah the whole ding dang foot was gone foot. so watson oh <laughs> oops all all foot and presumably it wasn't good for the shark so many bones <laughs> yeah. um it's like one of those chicken it's pieces. It's a good amount of bones. Just, yeah. It's a good amount of bones. So Watson was rescued by his crewmates, but he did have to amputate his leg below yeah. the knee. Uh, well, that so tends to happen not when you really... don't have skin on it anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and you don't like have a foot anymore. That tends to happen, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, like I said, it was before medicine. Hospitals were really an illusion. Hospitals now are kind of an illusion. <laughs> that well, at least, at least here in the American healthcare are. system. Yeah, it's the greatest healthcare system Take in the that world. Off your no one. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We did it. We did it, guys. So uh, Watson, not really learning his lesson, continued to be a uh, hashtag sailor. Uh, though, and soon he combined his business interests with a government affairs, which seems really ominous. It does um, the way you said visited... it. <laughs> it well, when you really put it that ominous. way, yes, it's fucking ominous. So it's ominous because when he was like on business trips, right to the to North America, which was the colonies. Yeah. At this uh-huh. point, uh, like right before the Revolutionary War, he did intercept letters of British spies that were working for the revolutionaries and like took prisoners. Oh. So what um, you're saying is he lost a foot, got a peg leg, and became a he pirate. Lost, Understood. Yeah. He he literally became like the worst oh kind God, of pirate. Steve he's Bonnet. like, I love. No, don't you put that shit on Steve Bonnet's name. <laughs> don't put. Don't make Steve Bonnet into. Brooke don't you Watson. put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. He also, at this point, he was like, man, I'm doing such a good job uh, trying to stop the American Revolution. I have so much time to start up a whaling company as well, because I fucking love the sea, despite that shark being in there. Despite the fact that whaling is a terrible practice? Got it. (laughs) Yeah, despite the fact that I got attacked by a shark, I might be a terrible person. There were way more whales. (laughs) There were more whales until we killed them all. Yeah, until this man took up a business practice. Um, so when he came back to England, the people seemed to simp for him, um, or at least the powers that be did. And he was elected alderman of the city of London and served as a mayor of parliament until 1793. He was also sheriff of London, and I would have paid money to see him chase criminals down. Like, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what an English sheriff. He probably shot him. Okay, Does? but, like, the other idea that I have is it's just one wheel on the peg leg, and he's just turned himself into Gizmo <laughs> Duck, and I'm about it. Oh, he's fucking trucking, dude. He's, he's like the Terminator of, like, ye old what's England. The, what's the he's fucking like so fast. thing that Gizmo Duck says when he turns into Gizmo Duck, and I can't remember it? Oh, God. What does Gizmo Duck go, say? Go, go, Gizmo Duck? No, it's not go, go, Gizmo Duck, but, like... 
Can you look yes. it up, Zach? <laughs> Sarah. Okay, yeah, look it up. Hey Can guys, remember really when this quick? was a history podcast? It's still a fucking history podcast. <laughs> to be fair, I am I am really trucking through my story. I just think like the image of him and he didn't do this. It's like not confirmed though that he didn't do this. Like if he got a wheel on his peg leg, he'd be just like one yeah. wheel in it, right? Like this is the original it's one. It's blathering blather Skype. Stop. I it's awful, anyway, and I was never going to remember that. That's horrible, yeah. So then, in 1796, he was the Lord Mayor. He became yeah, Lord Mayor of London. <laughs> and the director of the whole fucking Bank of England, he, you know, he moonlighted as the CEO yeah, yeah. of the Bank of England, um, as you do when you're the yeah, Lord Mayor. Uh, I will say, though, that while he had a lot of, like, douchebag roles, his enemies were really willing to make use of the shark attack ordeal. <laughs> um, and they did make fun of him for it. Uh, they they penned a verse about him that went, I had the monster who for breakfast ate that luckless limb, his noblest uh, noddle met, the best of workmen, nor the best of wood, had scarce supplied him with a head so good. Um, so I originally read that as, like, his leg was the noblest of noodles, and the shark was just, like, sucking it down. And I thought that was really I, funny. I think it's more like that, like, uh, all of his brains were in that leg, and that's what he lost. Yeah. Yeah, that is definitely... <laughs> Either like, way, old-timey meant... insults are not good. I will... Old that's my hill to die on. Old-timey insults are either top-notch or just <laughs> top the worst. Okay, you know what? That's fair. Yeah, I mean, that's There true. is no in-between. Um, they're either all mic drops. They're either just straight fire mic drops, or they're like, what the fuck are you even saying? Well, like, I understand what they were going for, right? Like, this is the old-time equivalent of, like, making the Gordon Ramsay meme where the shark... Like, there's the picture of the shark, and the shark has this dude's leg and is... Like, the caption is, like, finally some good fucking <laughs> food. Um, See, that's good. Otherwise, I need the Rosetta Stone to tell me why that's funny. Oh, wow, the throwback. throwback. to the beginning of the episode. Hell yeah, I love the throwback. But the other problem that that insult has is the fact that it's rhyming poetry. And my hill to die on is that rhyming poetry is garbage. So... <laughs> Damn, you don't like no. rhyming poetry. I feel like a free verse is just tennis with the nets down. I, but... I, 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 as a free verse poet, I don't like rhyming poetry. Yeah, some I don't know. Sometimes it's fire. Sometimes Look, it's a little. It's just a little like insults. For me. Alliteration is a much more mm-hmm. fun mechanic than rhyming will ever be. That's my hill. That that's what I have to say. Okay, fair. so we definitely need to keep going. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, so uh, they. Watson really, like, leaned into the shark attack thing, though, throughout his life. Um, He had a portrait commissioned of himself called Watson and the Shark. Uh, It was a beautiful oil painting that was exhibited in the Royal Academy. The painting is now hung in the National Gallery of Art in Washington, D.C. for some fucking reason. I don't know why we have it. Okay. But, like, why that wouldn't stay in London, but, like, whatever. I think it's nice that he was like, this was the most tragic point in my life but I want a huge painting of it. Um, And then the last thing that was interesting is that he was made a baronet in 1803, and he had a coat of arms design that referenced the shark. So on the coat of arms, it has Neptune with the trident. And the shield underneath the god um, has Watson's severed leg on it. As he would. (laughs) And... Yeah, and then the Latin on it says under God's protection, which his like, leg is being protected by God. Got it. <laughs> Got it. In the shark, in the belly, maybe? in the belly of the like, shark, the leg is protecting all of the us. The shark. Yep. All that of leg us. died for our sins. That leg did die for our sins. Yeah, so I just thought the idea of, like, this guy... Like, I wouldn't have even cared about this guy unless he got attacked by the shark. And then people made fun of him for it, and he was like, I'm going to make a huge oil painting about this, and then I'm going to be made a baron, and then make a coat of But I am looking at the painting currently, and A, it's it's pretty great. Uh, 
It is pretty great. It's like him dramatically. Oh yeah, it's in the so water. fucking dramatic. And what's even better is someone made a Lego model of it, and that's real good. Stop. Can you can you post <laughs> that in so the Discord? Funny. I am absolutely posting that in the Discord right now. Also, the shark is so scary. Oh, I know. Too in the, this picture, the shark has like fucking weird ass lips, but I'm I'm afraid of it. Yeah, the shark does, like, it's... Okay, you post the Lego version first, and I did not need that (laughs) one first. (laughs) That's the only one that matters. No, I need the actual picture because you're talking about weird-ass lips, and the Lego shark has none. Okay, fine. I also love that that one guy (laughs) looks like Anakin Skywalker. That could be an Anakin Skywalker figure, to be honest. Probably. This is such an obscure picture, and someone made it out of Lego, and that is so funny. Also, the picture of it is um, the oh, actual. Oh, Jesus. His yeah, lips are kind of weird. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's like if someone painted a shark but had never seen a shark. <laughs> tell before. tell me you've never seen a shark without telling me you've yeah, never seen a shark. Either that or you only imagine very sexy sharks with big lips. <laughs> Sometimes that's I, my favorite. Like, mm-hmm. my favorite pictures on the internet are like, a person talking to a classic painter. And yeah. it's just like, so you've seen a horse before, right? And the person's like, yeah, of yeah. course. It's like, yeah, a horse. The thing that everyone has seen. You've seen one for sure, right? It's like, yeah. Definitely. Okay, so just draw 15 horses. And then it shows a picture of the painting. And the horses look all fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Those are the best. Yeah. The best. Yeah, I like the ones that um, they're like classical paintings, usually of like the Madonna and baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, I understand, like, there's, yeah, it's like you've seen a baby before, right? And there's this one girl who's just like, I'm going to rate these babies one out of ten. Oh, yeah, you showed us that Um, video. Yeah, and the girl's just like, I give this baby two out of ten. This artist has never seen a baby Uh before. And she's not wrong, like, classical painters. I understand they're trying to, like, do this weird thing where it's like, oh, this is, like, the marriage between Jesus as like God and man, like he was always divine, even as a child, he was always complete. And it's like, yeah, but you're doing it the wrong way. You're but it's scared. fucked yeah. up. You're, yeah. Hey, this is, is your story up. done? This is what. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh it's been Jesus done. Christ! <laughs> We've got a podcast to record, guys. I'm gonna jump into mine now, if that's cool. Yeah. Fucking go for it. Yeah. All I mean, right. I've been. I'm okay. Waiting. Like, there was nothing about that that said waiting. I've though. been that holding just... my breath was... this entire time. You Matt. have not. Um. Tonight, I'm gonna tell you guys the story of Theogenes of Thassos, uh, or as I will be calling him okay. for the remainder of this story, Chad. Okay, I was that I, that Chad. makes me feel better because I, for some reason, got a very like Sylvester the cat suffering fucker. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like yeah, I do. I do have a lisp, and this would have been trying. Oh, okay. Um, so I went with Chad. Uh, Chad was the very Chad. definition of Greek excellence as far as athleticism goes. He was mm. fast and strong and agile, which made him perfect at damn near everything. Uh, One of the earliest stories of young Chad's life... This horse is really hot. This horse is real (laughs) sexy. What are you talking about right now? (laughs) What? Like, weren't you describing a horse? No, it's a person. It's a human person named Chad. Well, they're not named Chad, but we're calling them Chad. His name is Theagenes of Thassos. Theagenes the man. His name is yeah he's yeah, a he's, he's a man. human person a bipedal human person okay from ancient okay. Greece. But see this is this is really clearing things up for me because I like I remember your message in the chat and I thought you said hey guys this just in was... Megan is also on peak ADHD <laughs> yeah um <sighs> so the earliest okay. story about young Chad is that when he was a boy about the age of nine. He was walking through the market square when he was struck by the beauty of a brass statue of a god. My research could not tell me which god it was, but only that young Chad liked it. Um, And because he liked it so much, he decided to bring it home with him. So he pulled the statue from its base and carried it home. And obviously the town folk were not very happy about this, and they called for his execution. Well, I mean... 
I don't know if I'm going to try to execute someone who rips out of the ground a whole ass bronze statue, you know? Like, yeah. That's. I, <laughs> you just try to eat it. Out that's of the that's a lot of beef on that boy. Yeah, and at the age of nine. Oh, wow. It's. No mm. less. I don't know how accurate this is, but <laughs> all of all of the reports say that he was young when he did this. So a lot of the townsfolk call for his execution, but someone in the crowd spoke up and uh, said that he should put it back. And so he did. Okay. And was cleared of any uh, crimes. Just put uh, it back. Or was, was, not, was not executed of his crimes as a crimesman. So as I mentioned, crimes, Chad yeah. was a star athlete. And as he went to competitions and kept winning... Uh, the rumor going around his hometown of Thassos was that he was the son of Heracles, which for the uneducated is what Hercules' name actually is in in the stories. Yeah. But that's my hill to die on and a different day for that. So anyways, uh, he was most famed for his wins in boxing as well as uh, something called Pancration. And I could be mispronouncing that, but it's essentially like a mixture of boxing and wrestling. Okay. Um, throughout all of the games that he competed in, it was said that Chad won 1,400 crowns. Yeah. Go Chad. He essentially like fucked some shit up. And while he was in uh, Phthia, which is the claimed hometown of Achilles, uh, who was a hero of the Iliad... Uh, Chad decided to compete in the foot race because Achilles was claimed to have been swift of foot. And so he was essentially like, I can do it better than Achilles. And um, he won the foot race whilst he was there. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately... Can, can I just yeah. add that every time like there is someone, like a leader or like a person of um, good repute, mm -hmm. In ancient Greece, it always feels like one of their descriptions is, you know, he was fleet of yeah. foot. It's like, can't can't we have slow bastards? This is Achilles. He is fleet of foot. I was about to say, this is also the same civilization that made the marathon a thing. So just, I mean, I guess, you know what that guy was? I get it. That guy was fleet of foot. He's oh. also dead yeah. now. So. That guy... He's also dead. He was so fleet of foot. What I will say anyway, for, like, at least... To my knowledge, Agamemnon was never described as fleet of foot. Yeah, nor was okay. Odysseus. That's... Okay, but like what I'm what I'm saying. Are you sure Odysseus? Yeah, I don't think he Odysseus was. Odysseus was good at everything. Yeah, but that's true. I think the main point I'm saying is the Greeks. Fuck, yep. can they run? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, can they run? Watch them run. Now I just All need right, to know. Now, now that Matt has lost his place in his notes. No, I just need to know if they ever. They don't ever describe Odysseus as fleet of foot. Okay, well, I guess I've been proven wrong. No, 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 I like, like it wasn't, I common. was just making sure that not all Greeks were described as fleet of foot. It just seems like a lot of the times it's like, it, it's one of the epitome yeah, of... Yeah, it's the epitome of Greek of, like, culture. A good thing. That you are yeah, fleet of foot. Like, oh, that you can fucking run. His feet so Fuck, fleet. can they run. Unfortunately, they um, run? as all men must do eventually... Uh, Chad died. Okay. But his hometown, I, I didn't see it his hometown of Thassos, decided to erect a statue made of bronze in his honor. Now, here's where the story gets a little funny. Because every night, a man who had been a competitor against Chad mm -hmm. went to this statue to hit it, having lost repeatedly when uh, our boy, our fleet of foot boy, was alive. Okay. After many <laughs> nights of repeating, uh, repeated beatings uh, to the statue, it came loose, and it fell onto the man. <laughs> Fucking Crushing karma. him to death. Karma. Oh, and no. now I get to throw it back to a way earlier story where an axe was put on trial... For the crime of killing a bull? No! Similarly, <laughs> I can't believe the it. statue of Chad was put on trial for the death of this man, <laughs> and it was ruled guilty and thrown into the sea. Uh, what? 
Well, and you might think that that's where the story ends, but I have great news for you because it doesn't end there. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Years after they throw the statue of Chad into the sea, uh, the area of Thassos begins to be plagued by famine and poor crops. And so they ask the one person who they know can solve all the world's ills, the girl that was force-fed drugs and just spends her time being asked questions. And tripping balls. Ah, they go to the Oracle of nice. Delphi. Oracle. Oracle. And she, Solve our she essentially says to the people of Thassos that they need to welcome back all of their exiles and their crops will return. And so they do so. They say anyone who is an exile of Thassos, you can come back. When that doesn't work and their crops continue to fail, they give her a new dose of psychedelics and they say, hey... Try again. None of this worked. Uh, what are what are we doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? Please tell us what you see in your you fever think, dream of existence. Do you think we should add more and drugs? And what she says to them the is the equivalent of, y'all forgot about my boy Theagenes. <laughs> you forgot about oh, Chad, oh, you forgot. dumb fucks. So they fish Chad up from the bottom of the ocean and put him back on his pedestal. And then everything goes back to normal. Well, she ain't wrong, you know? Yeah, well, when you can see into reality the way she can on all those psychotropics. Well, you can just, you can see past time and space. I saw um, time folded in on itself. Yeah, the time knife. We've all seen it. Time. We've, we've seen it. Also, go fish that statue. Imagine if you will, fish four, three stage. balls on the edge of a cliff. <laughs> For anyone who uh, doesn't get that, that's a Zyborn clock reference. Fuck. I, so, I feel like that's such a huge endeavor. Because, like, bron- wet bronze, yeah. especially. I was gonna say, if, if but much- you say that, but if a fucking nine-year-old can do it, I mean. Yeah. yeah but right, it's, fair. it's, it's How Chad. Was this it's statue? Chad. That's, I guess, that's, that's a special case then for Giga Chad. Giga Chad Thundercock? Giga Chad Thundercock. Stop. I want to see if I can find a picture of the statue of Theagenes. Statue of Gigachad. <laughs> the Gigachad St- statue. And it's like, did you mean? Did you mean? What was really, what was really funny was the um. As I was researching this story, someone was talking about when the statue fell over and killed the guy, mm-hmm. and someone just posted a comment that was like, guess that guy tasted Theagenes of Defeat. And I was like, you need to stop uh, or Steve? be stopped. Steve? Steve? I have, I have posted a picture of, of the statue of Theagenes. Oh, that's a, that's a big-ass statue, oh. though. It is a massive Man, look at boy. His, why, do he has, why he has such dexterous oh, he was He was fleet of foot. Oh, yeah, you're right. He got dextrous toes so he can really grip into God's yeah. green earth. Because, like, uh, fucking Tarantino, the Greeks had things for feet. He was also in a recent Assassin's Creed game. His statue is featured oh. in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Did not know that. Hmm. 
well, now you can go back yeah. and play that game specifically to find this befooted man. Never played the game in the first place. I'm not going to start now. Fair enough, but my story's done, and you're welcome to start yours whenever you see fit. I will. I will. You better. Can you tell me, can you have, do you have a foot story? I don't, I don't have a foot story. No one in your story I will never. Foot because no one in my, <laughs> no one in my story was fleet of, I guess he was fleet of I one. I guess Megan, I'm the only one that gets to tell a fleet of foot story. Megan, if you are insinuating that we should have a foot fetish episode, I think you deserve all three fucking strikes mm. right now. Mm. That's not true. I'm not implying anything. I'm that would put saying. her at three and a half strikes. Three and a half. Mm. <laughs> it's too many strikes for one person to handle. It would literally rip open the fabric of the universe. And I can't do that. Not, really not tonight. Desperate. I'm not. Not tonight. See, my problem is I can do it. It's that I don't want to, like, seal it back up when I'm done. Yeah, so. yeah. The worst part of messing with a Ouija board is always closing the portal when you're over. Yeah, exactly. I get it. So, um, I guess I'll just rip through the reality of the story i'm going to talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh in my intro i gave the uh my brain sorry i'm having a moment now Broke. that the, now that the moment is over uh, in my introduction i talked about how uh, i am chaotic neutral and that is you know the first time anyone has been as you know ascribed any kind of alignment on this podcast, which is mm. odd for us, I think. It has to have happened before. I think we've briefly, like, joked about it, but we've never actually been like, oh, yes, this person is this. But I think the weird thing is that, like, almost everyone is chaotic neutral. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I understand, but, like... Except uh... for, you know, most cops. <laughs> who are, like, lawful evil for some reason. Yeah, I digress. And the reason I mentioned alignments, or specifically D&D alignments, in my introduction is because today, yes, today, we are once again dabbling in the exploits of... Gentlemen Crimesmen! Crime men! Heinous gentlemen of history. And on the docket for tonight, we have... Peter Scott, and this man was anything but normal and very chaotic neutral as well, if you ask me. To which I also say to both the audience and you, Matt and Megan, my other fine hosts, you are welcome for giving you a normal name for once for as a person I talk about. Mm-hmm. I know. He also had, like, a normal amount of names. Yeah, well. but also, I'm just kidding, I lied because he was born Peter Craig Gulston. That's too okay, many names I and wrong. I, why would you lie to us like Because this? lying is part of this profession. <laughs> Peter Craig Galston, or later as he would be known, Peter Scott, was another Irishman. Uh, I spoke about an Irishman last time. I'm continuing the trend. Damn, there's so many crimesmen. Yeah, in you know what? Merry old Ireland. Good place for potatoes and crimesmen. Good Merry place for crimesmen. So. Peter was born in Belfast in 1931, so mm -hmm. not, like, not a long time ago, but not right recently, you know, so we're a little bit of the mid-century modern crimesman today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he was born into a middle-class family with a military background. Nothing exciting, and honestly not like, uh, no, he didn't have a poor upbringing. He is born into, at 1931, this middle-class family, and he excuse me, begins his life of crime while he is a teenager, um, and he targets a bunch of wealthy people that live along Malone Road in Belfast. And he gets caught in his robbery for the first time in 1952 at the ripe old age of 21. And at the time he is caught, it is believed that he had committed 150 burglaries. Oh my god, who's keeping track? Him. He's keeping track. <laughs> <laughs> but it is people like this, like this man right here, that continue to make me say I am fucking slacking. If only I had committed my life to this life of crime and legal shenanigans. I mean, I could 
I could do 150 robberies if I set my mind to it, baby. Like, Just remember, folks, that you too could do 150 robberies if you set your mind to it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, if you are willing to put in the time and the effort. If I sit there and I, you know, I, I clung and I'm gonna clung and I get out at six. If I can go across the screen, <laughs> <laughs> yes. starts doing the math. Carry the four. <laughs> I could have 150 me. robberies by that sundown. That would give me up to uh, about a uh, 37. And then, and then take that over there. And then, and then this bit is going on too long. You're right. 150. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> anyway, he ends up only serving six months in jail for all of those crimes. For all 150? Yes. Well, they were That's impressed. That's bonkers. They That's weren't the impressed. Thing. They were something, though. They were ashamed. <laughs> He was only charged with 12 burglaries because apparently the police were so embarrassed over the size of this accomplishment and they did not want to admit that they sucked at their jobs. Oh, that sounds about right. Cross off making fun of cops or any other bullshit authority off your bingo card. But yes, the cops were like, fuck it. We don't want to be like, admit that there was 150 robberies done by a 21 year old. No, we're only charging you with 12. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. We're only charging you. Hey, we know that you've done all of them, but like that's gonna take. Yeah, a it's so like. 12, it's like if I good. ordered twenty hamburgers from McDonald's and they said we're gonna charge you for one. Like, cool. Because I, we're I, embarrassed to give you twenty. Because we're embarrassed that you brought in a whole stack of coupons to get a bunch of fucking Big Macs. That is the equivalent of what happened here. So he leaves prison after his six-month stint, and he assumes the surname Scott. So he becomes Peter Scott, and he moves to merry old London. We're getting a little bit of a thread here, I guess. Uh, And London, yes, a true den of debauchery. So that place feels like home to him. Yeah, it also has the Also has the Lava Mayor, definitely like (laughs) a little bit after the Lava Mayor's reign. But you know what? Whatever. He... Works in London as a bouncer at a pub during the day. Well, he follows his true passion at night, that being the passion of crime. Crime! <laughs> crime, yeah! Um, and he ends up stealing a few things, and he does his kind of, like, you know, little bitty crime thing. Um, but he ends up getting caught, and he goes back to jail again. Uh, and he goes back to prison in 1957, where he meets George Chatham who, by the way, has the most lovable nickname of Taters. So, Scott and Taters, they make this thieves' pact to start robbing people in places together as soon as they're out of prison. And they get out of prison, and they start targeting high-end boutiques on Bond Street, and they make literal millions from their pilfered property. Now, how does any of this... Yeah, really good crimesmen. They're getting good at their job. But how does this common thievery that... Peter Scott is doing make him a heinous gentleman of history? How does it make him a gentleman crimesman? Great question. There's a few key things to talk about. And first off, we had to describe, uh, well, well, Peter Scott himself described the fact that he had an obscene passion for larceny. That is a direct quote from the man. Um, But he got off indulging this habit Nine times, uh, 9.9 times out of 10 on the very wealthy. Even going as far as to say, quote, the people I burgled got rich by greed and skullduggery. They indulged in the mechanics of ostentation. Skullduggery. They deserve me. Skullduggery is a great word. Skullduggery is a great word, but he was like, they deserved me and I deserved them. Wow. Nice. Nice. I love gentleman crimes when they go That sounds kind of creepy as like a sentence. Yeah, it's kind of creepy as a sentence, but he was basically like, look, the natural evolution of people getting filthy rich and having more money than they need is someone taking that money from them. I am just that. He also said he was, quote, sent by God to take back some of the wealth that the outrageously rich had taken from the rest of us. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I so love this guy man. up for president. Yeah, I know, dude. I'm voting for him. You as can Lord vote Mayor. for him as Lord Mayor as many times as you'd like. We'll we'll fucking fix the ballots. <laughs> 
we'll fix the ballots. Yeah, guys, this is what voting ballots are really now, about. Oh, gosh. The, the mail-in ones. It... I'm scared of the conservatives <laughs> who, li- who listens. I don't think conservatives listen Just to this. Just kidding. No conservatives <laughs> listen to this. But to make it even better, uh, Scott would purchase a new suit before every job that he did. Zach, I, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> Why is this me? Why is this a man after my own heart? But he, I know, he dude. Would, I found, found me in 1957 doing crimes in London. I can't believe <laughs> I'm it. I'm sorry. I jumped into the time stream again just to make things interesting. I, I didn't moment. tell you because I gassed it up so you wouldn't know and rolled back the, the fucking odometer. I took the Ford Tacoma and I had some fun. <laughs> I just can't believe so, it. That's Scott so would purchase a new suit before every heist and to make himself, A, it was to make himself feel better. Uh, and it was also because it helped him blend into his environment. A rich man's house is easier to break into when you, in fact, look like a rich man yourself. That's true. Rich people are dumb. Rich people are <laughs> dumb, <laughs> but also it, I think it makes it even better is he's like, I'm going to buy a new suit, but I'm also going to scale this fucking like brownstone in London. Like I'm goddamn Spider-Man, but in a three-piece suit. It's fucking great. Oh my God. And he's like halfway up the building and no one is still saying anything because he's in the three-piece suit. They're just like, yeah, that's just what gentlemen <laughs> It's just what a gentleman locked himself out. It's fine. This like, must be a new trend of the gentleman. Yeah, we we as the poor <laughs> would never possibly, possibly understand. understand. Um, and, and, and then this... you've got that one poor guy that's walking up the street, and he's like, "I done that last Tuesday. <laughs> I done... It was my last Tuesday." <laughs> uh, so, but he this this whole suit and bravado that he brings ends up working really well. There's a number of times where he almost gets caught, but literally because he's there in a suit, no one fucking assumes anything. Uh, there was one occasion where this lady appeared at the top of the stairs of a house he was robbing, and Scott simply just looked at her and said, Everything's all right, madame. And the woman thinks nothing of it, because she thought he was, like, the hired help or something. Guy, that's wild, though, because then you have to think about... So, like, if it's a nice suit... Yeah. He has to keep that unruffled enough so that when he's done climbing, he can still look like the help. Yeah. So, like, he can't be getting it dirty while he's climbing up the thing. So he has to be, like, very careful while climbing. Mm-hmm. Listen, this man it's is a just professional. Like, yeah, he's, he's a imagine, fucking professional. <laughs> imagine looking up and seeing someone delicately climb a building so that they, like, and just hearing him scoff at himself like, Oh, no, mustn't ruin my suit. <laughs> I just paid 135 pounds for this thing. <laughs> Like, I don't know how much pounds are. Like, I'm assuming that's a... Maybe, like, 600 pounds. I don't know. Fucking money. How, how much was a suit back what in is, the... I don't what know. Money really what, what is money? It's a man-made fucking Fugazi. Anyway. Fugazi. <laughs> so, yeah, he ends up, like, again, in another time, he just says, like, someone's upstairs, and he thinks he's about to get caught, and he goes... It's just me! And fucking ro- finishes robbing the place. And they just accept that that's, like, okay. <laughs> and I that's don't... crazy. It's beautiful. Um, but he ends up giving up his life of crime in the mid-1990s. Womp womp. Mm. Womp womp. Well, at least he claimed he was giving up his life of crime in the mid-90s. Because he was jailed for three and a half years in 1998 for stealing Tete de Femme. That's right, the one that Pablo Picasso painted. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be fair, I've seen Picasso's work, and I mean, someone's don't, gotta want don't. it. Okay, I was gonna say, don't shit on Pablo Picasso. I, I, lo- I love Pablo Picasso. You love Pablo Picasso? Yes. I don't know, Zach. Okay, it's... It, I don't know. I love Pablo Picasso for the same reason that I love fucking Marcel Duchamp. It doesn't make any sense, but it's great. Okay. And people either love it or hate it. And I'm okay with that. All right. All right. We can discuss it on Hill. I was going to say, fle- flexing my art history fucking basic major here. Even Pablo though it- Picasso does a lot of interesting things with cubes. Yes, he does. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, fucking Peter Scott decides to steal a Pablo Picasso painting for shits and grins. Because as he said, 
he has an obscene passion for larceny. I have a passion for for stealing. Yeah, he just that well, that was the thing. He really liked to steal stuff. He was good at it, and he 99% of the time was like, "Well, this person has more money than they should. I'm going to steal from them. I'm going to alleviate them of that burden." Exactly. Yeah. You are burdened burden by your wealth. Let me wealth. fix that. Yeah. Let me help you. But Peter Scott does leave this mortal coil in 2013. Uh <gasps> So you can't actually vote for him for Lord Mayor? No. Damn. We could have, though, okay, but within our lifetime. In all fairness, he was born in 1931. He lived to, like, yeah. 82. It's a decent age. He had such he had such an investorous but life, But also, at too, the same I time, feel. I did say that he was arrested in 1998, which means he was stealing stuff well into his 70s. Like, Hell I yeah. know, dude. He's, like, still doing it. He's just like, I don't... If care. you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. <laughs> love what you do, you never work a day in your life. He's like Dick Van Dyke in Night Museum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doing He's Dick, crimes. Dick Van Dyke. Exactly. Except he didn't have a special fucking Egyptian bullshit, but... Yeah, right. I thought you were going to say Dick Van Dyke in real life because, like, he's, <laughs> he's 9,000 years old yeah. still doing stuff. Yeah, he is fair. still doing stuff at 9,000. <laughs> it's over 9,000. Anyway. So, Zach, I do want to apologize to editing Zach. Okay. Uh, Fuck my that dad guy. Was just rifling through an entire fucking bookshelf. Eh, fuck that guy. And, anyway. uh, oh, not not your dad. I'm talking about editing Zach. That guy's an asshole. Um, yeah. <laughs> editing Zach deserves more work. So Peter Scott leaves this mortal coil in 2013, and he leaves behind him a massive 400,000 pound debt, to which in wow. today's money is more like 600,000 US dollars, give or take. What do you, like, debt to who, though? Oh, he owed, like, a bunch of people money for, like, jobs that never get finished. Or, yeah, like, a bunch of, like, bookies and stuff like that. Because Peter Scott... Well, well, he liked to rob the rich because in his eyes the rich deserved it. He also enjoyed the fuck out of the money that he took. He lived large. He died penniless. And I assume he left us all with his middle fingers up in the air in the most gentlemanly way possible. Yeah, three-piece suit and all. Three-piece suit and all, flipping off the world because this guy did not give a fuck. And it was awesome. Yeah, he, like, left behind a bunch of debt because he had a bunch of, like, bookies. He had a, did a bunch of gambling. He had a bunch of people, like, bankroll heists that he either didn't do or it didn't go right. And so he had, like, 400000 400,000 pounds of debt. And, like, who's going to collect on a dead man? He didn't give a shit. I mean, yeah. And, like, there's nothing you can do once he's dead. It's not like... Did he have, like, a family? Uh, he was married and divorced four times and had one son. Yeah, it's... I mean, what are you going to do? Like, go after those yeah. people? They have no idea. It, it's not their fault that he decided to just say, fuck everything, I'm doing what I want. Well, the other thing, too, is, like, I imagine, you know, if your wife number one... Yeah, right. Right? She's going to be like, I, like, why... I have no incentive. Yeah, right? It's like, how many... How, to, how much, how attached are you really if you're wife number one out of four, you know? As, as wife number one, I'm not attached to his estate any longer. Yeah, right? That was good, though. I'm really enjoying the John I, crime, crime story. I was going to say, I'm really having a, a ton of fun but with this. But yeah, he was, he was described as the king of cat burglars, the burglar to the stars, and the human fly. Uh, Hell yeah. Scott referred to himself as a master idiot. I love that. (laughs) I like that one, too. He doesn't take himself too seriously. But yeah, he uh, he also wrote, like, a couple of books uh, because he was just like, all right, I can fucking, I'll write about my exploits, you know? God, the balls, the cojones. I mean, what else are you going to do when you're in jail, you know? I mean, I guess. He did have three years. He's already... He's already, like, been blamed, right? There's nothing else they can do. Might as well cash in on that. Yeah, exactly. I feel like more prisoners should do that. I would read prison stories. Oh, absolutely. There are, like, a good number of books written by prisoners, so... So get on it. Yeah, but I... 
get on okay well immediately goes on the library's <laughs> website that i work at to go find them yeah it's got i'll put the romance books fuck down. the romance books we need fucking burglary stories yeah dude I'll come. I'll come back and start competing with Zach for um, gentleman, gentleman crimes. Um, no, you won't. The, Don't the you sequel. fucking dare. You're right. I'm not gonna do gentleman crimesmen. I'm gonna do uh, just crimesmen. Just, just crimesmen in general. Just, just straight crimesmen in general. But that was good, Zach. I liked our story. Yeah, yeah, they were good. Our stories were a good time. Yeah, uh, Matt, your your story was going to be really different if I had misunderstood. <laughs> like you were talking about a horse the whole time. Yeah, except I wasn't. Yeah, no, you weren't. But imagine if I like hadn't clarified for myself. I would have been like, man, they're still talking about man, a, still talking about a wild horse? horse story. And then, yeah, and then you being crazy. like... If I had said, like, yeah, he was a winner at boxing and, like, a mixture of boxing and wrestling, you'd be like, who lets a horse compete in that? I'd be like, that's <laughs> fucking crazy. And I would, I I would pay to the see picture a... of When I posted the picture of Theagenes, you'd have been like, oh! Uh, that's not a... Whose horse is that? <laughs> Whose horse is that? <laughs> Whose horse is that? He looks just like a human. Oh, Whose horse is that? All right. He's got such fleet feet. Ladies and gentlemen, our podcast is now at an end. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Zach will cut me off in a minute to say follow us on our socials. Yes, and so I will. I per- oh, here it goes. <laughs> I, you said I was going to cut you off, so now I feel I am obligated to cut you off. I mean, yeah. All right. Well, folks, it's better than me getting halfway through my question and you being like, oh, by the way, (laughs) by the way. uh, Yeah, folks, thank you very much for listening uh, to us this evening. And we hope you've enjoyed tonight's bullshittery. We know we have. uh, But if you would be so kind to honor us with your presence on the social medias, we'd be ever so grateful. I will not have to send another. It would be chef's kiss. It would be chef's kiss. And I would not have to send more locusts. That's really the main point. So if you would like to go hit us up on Instagram at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions. Again, that is our Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. If you just look up the triumvirate productions. And then we also have a Patreon, which has three different levels. Our first strike at $3 a month, which is just your unending support. And we really appreciate our second strike, our $5 level, which gives you bonus content. What the fuck after dark as well as well, just our appreciation and three strikes. If you really want to be special, which is $10 a month where you get all of the things that I mentioned before, as well as unedited episodes and our show notes. And if you look up the triumvirate productions on our, uh, just on Patreon, you can find us. And also if you go to any of the other, if you follow us on any of those socials, we have a link tree there that you can find everything else and before i uh, turn it over to matt to ask our final question one other thing actually two other things no just one other thing i forgot what the second thing was it doesn't matter because apparently i forgot it but you should go and tell a friend about us because well that's the way we grow we don't pay for ads or anything like that so if you want to tell a friend us. Oh, I forgot oh that Matt God. does the creepy thing. Anyway, yeah, share us. <laughs> tell, tell your friends. Tell someone that you think would like it. Tell someone who you think wouldn't like it, just so we can be spiteful. Uh, but also... <laughs> tell someone who would hate it. Also, be feel free to give us a review on Spotify or Apple. If you do it on Apple and you actually type us out a little review, we might actually be like, hey, this person was cool. We've done that before. And I've rambled on for long enough, so I'm going to say, hey, Matt, do you have any other questions for the audience before we uh, wrap yeah, up? Yeah, Zach, I've got one. Just one. Uh, it's from the gentleman in the back with the red sweater on, and he asked, um, what the fuck, history?
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 